Wait, I have a, I have a question because this I watched Alien versus Predator this week. Uh, you know what? No matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of a place called Crematoria, Mike? Yeah, I, hell yeah, I have. Man, I tell you what, if I owned hell and Crematoria, I would live in hell and rent out Crematoria. That's how hot it is there. <laughs> Uh, if only I could see that movie again for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, but I, I do have a question, which is, are Predators just Klingons, but they got the little Wolverine thing instead of their, their what is it? I don't know what the Klingon weapon is. The the Baylith? Well, no, Klingons are... Man, guys, that... have I t- talked to you guys about my arms? Yeah. <laughs> you still fuck? It's a week later. You're still fucking with that? Are we, are we, are we starting? Are we... Do you guys have a good week? Yeah, I had a I had a pretty good one. Um another another holiday party. Yeah. Oh no. But this one I showed up and I was fairly um sobered up from it because I had more yeah. time. Yeah. Well you weren't late at all, so I really appreciate it. I'm right on fucking time. Yeah. Normally yeah. that's normally my MO. <laughs> you know what? Seriously though, the whole time thing is just a fucking human construct. You know what? It is the mantra of the chronically late. Yeah, you know what? Us genius types have to fucking us genius types have to. Our <laughs> brains are like fucking operating on some different level shit. I'm writing a fucking novel in my head right now. Mm-hmm. It's about lions that fly around in space. <laughs> it's fascinating. I feel like somebody just wrote that novel. Nope, nope, not at all. Nope, never, never been written before. Written. <laughs> That's what I said, Roten. Isn't that, didn't Roten <laughs> fight Godzilla? It's, yeah, well, Rodan. No, they're actually, oh, they're okay. actually, and actually, 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 they're friends. So, <laughs> fuck you both. Are they friends? Best friends. That's, I think, yeah, I think, uh, uh, if I remember right, Godzilla couldn't beat Ghidorah on his own and had to team up with Rodan. Yep. So Godzilla and Rodan have never fought. They're best they friends fight? now. What about on Monster Island? They probably fought there. No, no. When they first met, they they first met, they were frenemies, and then now they're best friends. Okay. What is Rodan? Rodan is like a big. He's a, he's a kaiju. He's a giant monster. Yeah. They, they all these things maybe the, kaiju defy. They defy definition other than kaiju. They're giant fucking rubbery monsters. <laughs> it's rubbery. Is Cthulhu a, a kaiju? No, being of unspeakable you horror. Like, why not? Because he's not a thing. He's not. He's he's un. You can't even describe what he or it is. All I'm asking is if is Rodan reminiscent of an animal that I would be familiar with. Mark, do you have? Can you tell me, please, what animal you're? For the listener, Mark is shaking his head no and <laughs> mentally giving me the finger. So. <laughs> Well, fortunately, I can tell. we are joined yet again this week by tattoo artist extraordinaire, Mike Tidwell. Tidwell, if I may refer to you as hey, such. Mike. Yeah, I didn't do the whole thing. Uh, hey, there's Kevin Harrison. Hey, it's Brian. And no, then no, we'll, me. we'll do an intro then, in a second. It's fine. Hey, uh, Tidwell, Mike Tidwell, have you ever had to tattoo Rodan on somebody? <laughs> yeah. No. Is there an animal, Tidwell, that Rodan... Is reminiscent of? Is there an animal that is like Rodan? What are you angling for here? I don't because I, I can't fucking picture Rodan in my head. He's okay, like a fucking pterodactyl, sort of. Yeah, a it, pterodactyl. So not like not a kaiju at all. A pterodactyl. 
So there no. is an animal that's taken no, from. No, he actually doesn't really look <laughs> like a terror. He's got like a bird. It's like a lizard bird. If a bird, yeah. if a bird was a lizard, and well, dinosaurs and fifty birds. feet tall, or maybe even more. I don't even know the dimensions. That's only five stories. He's taller than that. Yeah, probably. Hmm. And can fly supersonic speeds and make yep. the whole fucking town fall down. Does he spray things out of his beak? No, but he when he takes a shit, it's diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> he sprays he sprays things out of his opposite beak. Oh, is it super fire that he sprays? As cloaca. Yeah, yes. It's it's burning hot fecal matter. Out of his cloaca? Is that what you were gonna say? All yeah. right. Anytime I can hear a cloaca. Man, early look on. how much we learn on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Think how much everybody learns. It's pronounced cloaca. 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 And uh, also Neanderthal. You sound like that, such we a fool have right to, now. That, you just, you pull, that isn't even, we're not even talking about Neanderthals. We're not yeah. even talking, we're not about kaiju. Right, right. We're not talking about beings from Neander who can thaw out. So yeah. we call them Neanderthals. Do you remember the time we were trying to get Tidwell to give us all matching Jet Jaguar tattoos? Jet Jaguar, also kaiju, by the way. Jaguar or Jaguar? No, I don't remember that, but I would, I would, I would get a, a Jet Jaguar, Jaguar tattoo. Jaguar. Well, I don't remember that, but I'd love to do it. I'd get a Jet Jaguar <laughs> tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. You guys Why all not? have tattoos. Is is Jet Jaguar a kaiju? Yeah, he's a kaiju. He's a robot. He's a rubber robot. Yeah, the robots aren't kaiju. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Tholomew has a point. We're gonna need to. Uh, can I? Can I phone a friend? Are we gonna let's? Are we gonna have people <laughs> listen to us look something up yeah. early on this time? Do, 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 do. Ring, ring. That's got to go somewhere, Kev. Hello, okay, hello. <laughs> I'll play along. Hello. Boop boop. Boop boop. I'm trying to do call waiting. You're supposed to click over. Oh, uh, to, uh, hello. Hey, Mike. Are you talking to Kevin right now? Yeah, I'm talking to Kevin right now. That guy's a real son of a bitch. Yeah, he's Don't tell him pulling I said a bunch that, though, of okay? bullshit about, about Godzilla movies. He doesn't know anything. He still says Neanderthal. Yep, I know. And he calls cloaca the wrong word, too. <laughs> Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. the international news service we're your hosts i'm kevin harrison along with i am brian camp i'm mike weeby and in the audio jungle back once again mark ryan <laughs> <laughs> oh that that can't stand that cannot like be the way you get not out of this okay. not okay it's not okay I'll, I'll give it to you this week because E for effort points. I'll give it to you this week, but don't expect don't expect me to don't expect me to play with the kid gloves next week. Mm. I'll put on adult gloves. 
And we had so much fun with him last week. We've got Mike Tidwell back here, our graphic designer and tattoo artist extraordinaire. Hmm. How you doing, Mike? Doing good. How are you? Thanks for He's having me back. He's put ink on arms. He's put ink on genitals. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. He will not tattoo a butthole. Won't tattoo. Won't tattoo. Start over. Won't tattoo a butthole. Will tattoo directions to a butthole. You put a big arrow going to somebody's butthole, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I'll totally do that. Yeah. Oh okay. shit. Would you? So would you make like a whole treasure map on somebody's back, and it just was like ultimately led to their butthole? Then you'd have to put a big X on your butthole. Yeah. What uh, if you? What you, if you? Get somebody else to do that. What if you bring just, in the stunt artist to finish up? <laughs> What if you did an arrow to the butthole and you just wrote on top of it where the bam bam comes out? Yeah, I'll do that. You want where that, the... Brian? No. no, no. Come on. I could see a, a children's book being called Where the Bam Bam Comes Out, though. Uh, Kevin and Mark, do you guys have sick ink? And I'm spelling sick with the S-I-Q. No. No tattoos. Neither one of y'all. I do not. So it's just... But I've since uh, my... Lovely wife Dana got a tattoo from Mike Tidwell. I've been very jealous, and I want to get one now, but I don't know what I want yet. What did What did your lovely wife Dana get as her tattoo? She got a tattoo of a dinosaur reading a book. Do we Did we ever classify the dinosaur? Yeah, it was Keith Richards. What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Is I I thought it was really cute until I noticed that the book was Mein Kampf. <laughs> he's holding with his little tiny arms yeah. <laughs> and he looks real happy reading it too yeah. that's the other mm. so we've got a got a good or got a big surprise for you guys oh boy get ready for a surprise <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh this episode comes out right before christmas so all of the stories this week are christmas themed oh hey you guys uh Halloween happened, and then Thanksgiving, and now Christmas is just around the corner. You gonna watch the uh, peanut special? No, I just like saying that. How many Charlie Brown tattoos have you? I hate that every time we talk about something, I immediately wonder: Has that been tattooed on <laughs> someone? Dude, yeah, that's okay. I'm sure yeah. more Snoopy than Charlie Brown. Uh, yeah, I've done I've done a few of those. Uh, I've talked a few people out of snoopy to get a charlie brown because snoopy has a lot of white ink in him and it doesn't really hold that well sometimes. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. i bet uh, yeah. you've done a lot of woodstocks uh, a few okay yeah like that seems like a, the tiny tattoo you get behind your ear or something you get a wood no stock. no I, I did a large woodstock you can do him large as long as you don't put another uh character next to him so for scale otherwise you gotta do them much larger oh, yeah? so. our first story comes to us from nbc news oh, are they still doing that National Broadcasting Company. That's the one. In 2005, a book called The Elf on the Shelf was first published, creating a new Christmas tradition to the delight of children and to the annoyance of many parents. The way The Elf on the Shelf works is that each day, Santa's elf watches the children, and each night, it returns to the North Pole to report whether the children were naughty or nice. Parents are supposed to put the elf in a new place each night, and the children are supposed to find its new hiding place in the morning. Now, do you do this with your your children, uh, Brian? No. <laughs> no. Do elf on the shelf? It's very popular. No this this article makes it sound like people don't have a choice. 
Yeah. You know what's crazy? I I, I saw the I was uh in this some couple years ago in some I was in a Target and they That's, had Oh, they let you back in. They let me back in finally. No, but I I was in a I was in a Target and I saw Elf on a Shelf and I was looking at the packaging and the packaging it's it's genius and it also shows the stupidity of people that it it just says like it keeps describing it as this holiday tradition that has existed for years and years and this classic thing that is you know been a part of every American family for as long as time has existed that this this tradition that's been passed down years after years and it has got to be no more than what eight years old maybe ten at the most uh well two thousand five. I mean, but it's, I think that it's officially made people, I think people think that now, like, oh, it's just, a, you know, right. Christmas, you got Christmas trees, you got, uh, you got cranberry stuff, and uh, you got Elf on a Shelf. And it's such, it's kind of Ever genius marketing, but it's such a stupid thing of like, ah, I'm not going to fucking do that. So Elf on the Shelf is trying to create a Mandela effect. Like, hey, remember this when you were a kid? And you're like, no, yeah, yeah, I basically. don't. Yes. I think you're probably thinking of the Magellan effect, but yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, the, the Magellan. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. This new slash old slash actually new tradition may be at an end in Cobb County, Georgia, after a Georgia Superior Court judge posted an order on Twitter banishing the elf on the shelf from his jurisdiction. The order states, quote, tired of living in elf on the shelf tyranny, not looking forward to the elf forgetting to move and causing your chi- your children emotional distress. I am a public servant and will take the heat for you. My gift to tired parents. The judge wrote that given the risks of emotional damage to children and parents and the supply chain issues caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, he had no choice but to banish the elves. Controversy is not new to the Elf on the Shelf either. Almost since the book was first published, several experts have claimed that the tradition bullies children into behaving or even conditions them to accept the surveillance state intruding into their private lives. Oh, what? You mean like uh, fucking Christianity? I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm hardly being too too uh edge lordy there but i mean yeah no shit the jesus in the clouds jesus in the fucking clouds look at me when i jerk off one weird two none of your business three okay were you uh, told, how am i doing how am i doing <laughs> were you told that jesus was in a cloud and watched you <laughs> jerk off <laughs> more or less <laughs> okay that's that's a hell of a sunday school man that's awful I like I like how he's trying to go through the trouble of making it against the law when all he's got to do is go right to the source and just tell his kids Santa doesn't exist like a normal neglectful parent. Well, I think I think it's kind of cool that this this guy's willing. You know, it's like pro wrestling. This guy's willing to be the heel. Yeah. Go like ah, judge, judge Wickerbottom won't let elves in the shelves on in here anymore. It's all his fault and. He's, I mean, that's like what Batman did, where he was willing to play the vi- victim mm-hmm. in Gotham. No one knew that his secret alias was Judge Wickerbottom. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Wickerbottom. Is, he's, he's a lot like Batman. I've heard people complain about Elf on the Shelf, and 
it just seems like something you just don't do, right? Yeah. You just don't you just don't do it. Or just tell your kid that the elf didn't feel like hiding again. Right. He's tired. Or that that's something that other families do. Or yeah. or that the elf was here and he decided you were good. Right. And so he went back to the North Pole and told Santa he doesn't have to keep watching you. Or the cat killed him. Yeah. He's hiding or until you fall him. asleep. Yeah. I hope you were good. Cat him and you're getting nothing this year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or just like something like, oh, Elf on the Shelf. No, that's what Catholics do. Papists. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've they not heard the words of Martin Luther. <laughs> that was one of the things. That was one of the little uh, caveats on the uh, that piece of paper that he nailed up on the Catholic church door. <laughs> and, and no more Elf on the Shelf. We are sick of it. We are sick of that sick of BS. It. Right. What? um, Yes. Well, what you know, you're the only parent here, Brian. What are you What are you going to talk about the Santa thing? Effortlessly, my kid is has fun believing that there's a Santa Claus. Yeah, most of those things are far less well thought out and relied upon by children, I think, than adults make them out to be. Yeah, it's really not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, I think there was always a sense in my growing up of just like. Look at the big wink I'm making, and when you're old enough, you'll uh, be it, it, my wink will be ridiculously obvious, right? right. And uh, and and it and it was uh, right around the time I was sixteen, seventeen. I was like, oh, this is a, <laughs> I get it. This is a bit. That's right. You said this Tidwell a while back about parents going out of their way to deny their kids the things they enjoyed when they were young. So that was a good thing. I think it was like oh, trick yeah. or treating or something like. But it was Is that how our parents have denied us prosperity because they enjoyed that when they were <laughs> <Yay>. young. Zing. <laughs> yeah, I was I was talking about how like I have friends that are like, I'm not doing the whole Santa thing. I'm not teaching my kids that, and they totally got to enjoy that in life. And I'm like, well, you turned out okay. So why is it like such a bad? But they talk about it like it's a really bad thing to teach your right. kids about. Santa. It's like, like let it's... them enjoy the world while they think it's magical because the reality is going to kick them in the balls when they're an adult to the rest of their lives. So it's let them just, have yeah. it. I do think that most of being a, being around little kids, at least for me is kind of playing along with goofy, goofy stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're chasing yeah. me. Oh, you're, you're knocking me out. You know, you're the yeah. pillow you threw at me. is knocking me out. And Oh, you right. scared me when you said, yeah, boo for the 1400th time in the same, yeah. <laughs> same half hour. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, why not just be like, oh, yeah. It's totally- well, also, is there ever been any type of proof that when a kid, you got a kid that grew up believing in Santa and then a kid that didn't, is the kid that didn't, like, does he turn out like a better adult because of it? It's like, I, I don't know. Is there any, I wonder if there's ever been a study on this. So it's, parents don't have to take it so seriously. You know, If there was a study, we would definitely have it on the show. Yeah. We'll on the show. <laughs> This next story comes to us from Indy 100, which is part of the UK's newspaper, Independent. Oh. Indy 100, with the hottest hits every <laughs> drive time on the way home. Coming at you with a little fog hat. Does it <laughs> skew to a younger demo? Is that why it's Indy 100? I don't know. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's a little goofier. This is a bit of a history lesson here. Oh, good. I love lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Since 1966... The city of Yevla in Sweden has erected a giant straw goat in its square as part of its Christmas celebration. The goat typically stands around 12.5 meters or 40 feet. 
In its first year, the goat was burnt down by vandals on New Year's Eve. Then it was burnt down again in 1969. It was burned again in 1971. And in 1972, it was imploded. But I couldn't find out what that meant. It means it collapsed in on itself. Well, right, but I can't couldn't figure out how it was imploded or, or why. Shape charges. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same things they used on Building 7. Well, I think that I'm pretty sure that jet fuel would burn a straw goat. You guys are getting a little too political. It was it wasn't G it wasn't jet fuel they used. They it was inside explosives that they used. I mean, you know what? Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. You're right, Mike. A few times the straw for the goat was burnt down before the goat was even assembled. Mm. The goat was finally fireproofed in 1987, and vandals still found a way to burn it down. Beginning in 1988, bookies in the UK began accepting bets as to whether the goat would survive the year. And that year, it actually did. In 2001, an American tourist thought anyone was permitted to burn down the goat, and he was jailed for 18 days. That is a super American thing to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. For international <laughs> listeners, you might think that we're embarrassed by those things. Mm. I think it's awesome That's what that we that do. happened. That's it is the do, most American baby. thing that has ever happened inside yeah. of or outside American borders. I just thought we were supposed <laughs> yeah. to do it. I didn't what know. That is, that, is, that is American in the same way that uh, a Klingon fighting is Klingon. Yep. In 2005, two vandals dressed as Santa Claus and a gingerbread man approached the goat before igniting it with a flaming arrow. The Duke boys. <laughs> in 2009 authorities installed webcams to identify vandals and vandals knocked the cameras offline with a denial of service attack and then burned down the goat nice in 2010 two men tried to bribe a man guarding the goat so they could steal it using a helicopter but they failed uh all told the goat has been destroyed by fire an implosion a car in a blizzard for 37 of the last 55 years. This year's uh, Yevla goat was unveiled on December 5th, and as of this recording, it remains standing. That's a fun it, tradition. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot more fun than the stupid elf on a shelf. Yeah. Oh yeah. As of now, it is still standing, but we'll keep our listeners posted on social media if this changes. That is awesome. I would try and burn it down with super fire. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe lava Call back to last episode yeah um, probably do some lava on it <laughs> sounds like Can a we... lot less is doing it it seems like everything will take yeah. that thing down <laughs> yeah maybe build it better maybe <laughs> sneeze on it and take it down maybe just have a different tradition but i like the tradition of the goat gets burned down yeah, this is pretty great did you hear did they say i could i heard what happened to it last year what got it it's covid the yeah. covid 19 virus and it said a blizzard got it what it just uh, froze it COVID. There wasn't a lot of description on a lot of this stuff. So, like, the implosion or the blizzard, it was hit by a car, which was pretty great. But I was like, yeah. if it was hit by a car, why can't you just stand it back up? Because it blew it up like it did fucking car in, in the Road Warrior. Just Ooh, That'd be pretty fucking good. So we have we have Norwegian listeners now, good people mm -hmm. from Norway, correct? Yeah. 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 Well, we've, we've, been, we've been fans of Scandinavia for quite a while, and we've we, got we, some Danes. You know what? We've been giving them a lot of love, and we accept their love. Mm -hmm. It feels good. Mutual love. Yeah, mutual really love. Mm -hmm. Not self-love, mutual love. But do we have any Swedes? 
Yeah. But we have every, not every month, but you know, we'll have like had as many as maybe like four listens in a month. So maybe one listener who drifts in and out. Probably the guys from the helicopters. Oh, yeah. Maybe. The hives. Would we get in trouble if we encouraged our Norwegian listeners to destroy the goat? What what is what can Sweden do to us from here? Ban our podcast? I'm gonna encourage our Swedish listeners to 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 not only to destroy this goat, but to find a new way to destroy it. We've we've mm-hmm. seen explosives, implosives, uh car wreck. I'm maybe something with just uh maybe whispering suicidal thoughts into the goat's ear. <laughs> Encouraging self harm. Yep. Acid. I haven't heard acid yet. What what about an RPG? You know, you can hit well, it pretty far away. Explosive. Um, yeah, you could hurt somebody doing that, Kevin. What about uh, just right, good right. old-fashioned urine? <laughs> and it does, you know, it doesn't destroy it, but it makes it so stinky with soupy, smelly, poopy, smelly urine. You need to go to see a doctor. I'm worried about you, Mike. That's <laughs> urine that it just smells like, just like a broth. That's enough. <laughs> Mike's getting yelled at by his wife for describing. For the listener, Mike is being scolded. They're all getting the chance to talk. (laughs) Will you ask her if she's smelled your urine? I'm not going to ask her that. You know she has. Mike strikes me as someone who probably doesn't flush. It just smells like a bowl of pho. A big bowl of pho. Somebody cut him off. <laughs> Did not save the podcast. You just ruined the podcast. Mark's gonna keep all this in. Good night. Don't ever talk to me like that way again. <laughs> she, she's already gone. I heard the door close. Make sure to leave the sound of the door closing in there, Mark. So Mike's bravery can be properly lauded. Never. She she doesn't understand. So you think you think never your been to thick soupy urine would destroy that that straw goat is what we're getting never, at, right? She's never been overseas. <laughs> what these people are have to deal with over there, you know? So yeah, just some, just you know, <laughs> like it, you know, it smells like just just stinging hot sauce. Mm. What's that stuff called? Uh, cardamom. Uh, like like urine that smells like it has hot cardamom coming out of it. Oh, whoa, man. Yeah, you need to go to a doctor. I don't believe in doctors. <laughs> That's good. Is it, which doctors? Does the thickness of the urine make it difficult to <laughs> pass through your urinary tract? It's is like, it, is it, it like, is like, it's like, like passing a... A kidney stone every single time. Just a stream of kidney stones that yeah, reek like of stream soup of kidney stones. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's even the little black chunks of cardamom in there. The black spiky chunks. It's wassail. Like I'm pissing straight wassail. Very Christmassy. Well, I mean, yeah. Christmassy year. Especially this time of year. Well, you're on theme. That's good. <laughs> That's really... That's upsetting, Mike. I mean, but no, but I'm saying like, that's. I mean, it's not necessarily every time. It's a lot of times, but like not every time. But you put, pour, you collect all that, pour it on that goat, and then I'm just saying like, let's let's do something new. How long new. would it take you to collect enough urine to pour on a 40-foot goat? Or 
12.5 meters for the rest of the world? I don't know. Like after a hard night's drinking, just, you know, don't, <laughs> don't flush. Oops. I'm not, I'm talking about how to hurt this goat. No, I'm not going to do that on, I don't live near the goat. I, your urine is gross, Mike. It's your urine. I'm not, I'm not saying, we're not giving you, I'm saying they should do something like that. With your urine? Well, sure. You think other people's urine smells like soup? I mean, they live in Sweden. I don't know what their dietary lives are like. Anyway, so. Uh, I think in conclusion, Mike's urine is gross, mm-hmm. and if you live in Norway, we need you to destroy it, this. All urine's goat. gross. Let's not fucking just point fingers at you. You drink your urine. You can't say urine is gross. You can't both drink your urine and claim it's gross. Well, I mean, I, no, I never, I never said that I loved drinking it. I said I just, I drank it for my own health benefits. <laughs> but you hate it. It's just, <laughs> it's a struggle every time. I don't enjoy it. Right. I don't hate it, but I don't enjoy it. Maybe it's thick because it's passed through your body so many times. <laughs> so it's like concentrated and it's thickened up. A no, little bit. I think that would probably, del- it seems like it would probably. <laughs> Are you drinking any water or anything, any other liquid? <laughs> <laughs> if that's the only liquid you're drinking is your own urine. I, could- I'm, I'm sick of the, there's, I think there's a big American myth about how many glasses of water you're supposed to drink a day. <laughs> it's a very, you know, there's a lot of other countries that don't back that quote-unquote science you know right all right let's let's get back to the news here we don't we don't we we uh you know we got the 20 minute section on mike's urine <laughs> i mean i can i'm i think people are curious i think we should spend a little more time on it uh, you know what if if i need to do a patreon thing where people write in questions about it i'll yeah. i'm happy to so our next story comes to us oh our next story was submitted by our listener greg greg and uh Greg is also, not only is he a Patreon subscriber, I think Mike just sent him some stickers. Oh, I'm going to. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> Ooh, let's, he, but you know, by the time he gets this, he hears us. He oh, will yeah, he should have them. He should have them by this time. Why don't I you mean, tell, so, tell us what you're going to draw on the back of his envelope? Ooh, yeah. what should I draw? I'll let you guys tell me what I should draw on his, on his envelope. It should be a kobold. Ooh, a kobold. kobold. I'll draw a kobold dog person. And then you should get Tidwell to tattoo, tattoo you yeah. all of your drawings, like a, your nice. collection, like in a big, like a family photo. I know too many good artists to get my drawings tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are kind of minimal, abstracty kind of things. Even your Garfield? I feel like your Garfield would be. No, Garfield would be good. Actually, Garfield would be pretty really good tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> what should the kobold be doing? Uh, well, I think this next story has an idea. Okay, for let's you, do that. Okay. Pissing in a soup can. Uh, <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> and I can draw so, stink lines coming out of his urine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're welcome, Greg. I love drawing stink lines. So this next story, uh, submitted by Greg, it comes from MSN. A woman in Iowa recently put her husband on her naughty list for hanging a Santa Claus Christmas light display. So it looked like Santa was pleasuring himself. Hmm. The Santa display was attached to their chimney, but it had a light pattern on it where the Santa hand would flash back and forth, making it appear like Santa was waving. Unfortunately, the husband didn't zip tie Santa's hand to his head. So instead of waving, the flashing hand pattern made it look like Santa was playing with his crotch. Or... As the woman said on his on her TikTok, quote, and now 
It's obscene. A number of commenters questioned whether this was done deliberately. And in a response video, the woman confronted her husband while he could be seen zip-tying Santa's hand to its proper place. She asked him if he had done this deliberately, despite telling her he had not. And he responded that he, in fact, had lied to her. He intentionally defiled the sanctity of Santa Claus. This is part of the war on Christmas. Yeah, I'm guessing that these people did uh, voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this jerk, this jo, this jerk off. I, you know, you gotta have fun with your decorations. I've never seen a Santa J and O, and I'm sure that Santa does jo. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. He's up there in the North Pole. It's cold. He's got an old hag for a wife. She probably ain't doing nothing for him. I don't know. I mean, fuck TikTok. Is it ruining everything? I think it's already done, got ruined. Yeah. That was with books. <laughs> In a lot of ways, books, they were the first TikTok. I can tell I you put a lot of thought into this. We, when we were an agrarian society of hunter-gatherers, you know, you know, like people talk about make America great again. You know when it was great is when we weren't even America, when we were Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> It's your, your your political platform is return is, to Pangea times. to get times. rid of books. Make Pangea great again. To get mm-hmm. rid of books because books are the things that have all the fucking bad words and the ideas and the pictures of pictures of Santa jerking off. I've got I've got I have shelves of books. They're nothing but images of Santa. Yeah, jerking I just off. get rid of TVs. Get rid of all technology except for wheelbarrows. Mm-hmm. And uh, yokes. What about the plow or astrolabe? A- astrolabia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know what that is, but I don't think we need it. Let's get back to a society where everyone is friends and mm-hmm. we all just, you know, we tell stories by the fire mm-hmm. and we, 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 we hunt with spears. What about an atlatl? And we make love in the mud. Let's get back to that. So, like Woodstock, nineteen ninety nine. Is that the pinnacle of human civilization then? In this well, modern they era, they didn't even have a festival then. It was just me and some open minded friends out in that field rolling around. <laughs> the, mu- the only music because they didn't have a they didn't have a you know there weren't bands playing. It was just us singing our favorite songs out in the mud. Just looking, oh. looking up at the moon at, at night and just shrieking because we're afraid of it. Because we didn't know what it was. What were you singing? A lot of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I would do the lyrics. Trashman Steve would do the guitar parts. He would just like, and then Groovy Tony would do the, the drum parts with his... Groovy Tony? <laughs> Groovy Tony. You guys know Groovy Tony? Sure. Okay. He hangs out. He hangs out at the uh, at the Barton Creek Mall outside there all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen him if you've gone in there. He's always skating with the. He's still. He's got a same skateboard he's owned since 1996. It's a per Wheelander. <laughs> I was wondering how far it was going to go. Sure. Yeah, he's got a per Wheelander. He hangs out there. You know, he's got a sign that says, "Hugs are free." But then once he gives you a hug, he turns the sign around and says, suggested $8 donation. But I mean, you know what? 
in the society that we live on, like there's not, there's no need. We don't do money, man. Right. We don't need money. Isn't it awful that we live in a place where a soul, a spirit like Groovy Tony is forced to basically beg money to get for money to get by? I mean, he doesn't call it begging. He calls it, he call he call, he, he looks at it as giving away love, you know? Oops. But man, sometimes, you know, sometimes he's like, man, I'd love to get some water. And he goes in, hey, hey, can I get, can I get some water and a half bucket of uh, chicken? And they're like, yeah, it's going to cost you money. And right. you just see that you just see a little bit of light die in his eyes because yeah. he doesn't even know about money. He doesn't even understand it. You should tell him to just piss in a cup. Hmm. Well, he did that. And he did it too much. And he went to the hospital because he wasn't mixing it up. <laughs> That's a morning time thing. And Tony, Tony likes to he flew too close to the sun and was doing that at night, too. And it's at night time. This trigger. All right, you guys ready for this last story? I don't know. Maybe we need to turn this back into some more urine. Well, talk. I don't know. I want to get a side Patreon going and just trying to get Groovy Tony the dialysis that he needs. So our last story, our last Christmas story, comes to us from Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Oh my! The mayor. Uh, each Christmas, millions of Japanese people treat themselves to a meal of fried chicken. In what has become a nationwide tradition. Whoa, that's weird. I just brought up fried chicken mm-hmm. and, and Groovy Tony. Groovy Tony oh. Japanese? It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas full circle miracle. Uh. No, a Groovy Tony is not Japanese, but he does love anime. <laughs> Close enough. He mo- like his own- the only pair of pants he owns are Dragon Ball Z pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tidwell. I have to ask now. How many Dragon Ball Z characters have you tattooed on people? Not too many of those. Oh, really? I think maybe know. 15 years ago I did some, but a lot of Goku's probably. Yeah, you were probably local too then, right? I mean, you were in Dallas. I was before. in Dallas. Yeah, Funimation Studios out of. Fort Worth and Dallas, home of yep. the American Dragon Ball Z, and did a little bit of voice work for Dragon Ball Z, guys. Just letting you know. What character did you play? <sighs> Man number six. <laughs> <laughs> Distressed villager. Before we, we move on, can, can you give us a, a sample of one of the lines? Uh, wh- uh, oh, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, huh? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? None of that is a joke either. A hundred percent. That's okay. So, uh, KFC alone reports that its New Year's Eve sales are ten times higher than an average day of business. And Kevin, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't like doing that, but if we could just clarify for the listener that KFC stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes, an American correct. fast food chain that is spread mm-hmm. throughout the world. Yeah. It's very popular throughout mm-hmm. the world. Yes. More popular than McDonald's. Oh. I don't is that true? That's true. KFC you know oh. there's more KFCs now overseas than there are McDonald's. Was Colonel Sanders a bad guy? Yes, yes. Was he? Damn it. Yeah. Was he? I don't know anything. I know I just I know that quote where he had sold all his rights to everything to uh to the Kentucky Fried Chicken corporate people and uh and then he was just pissed. 
He said, the quote is something like, I gave them the best goddamn gravy in the world and they watered it down. Mm. <laughs> I don't know anything about him at all. I know I said he was bad, but I do know this. He was a man that decided to base his entire persona around an antebellum South plantation owner named Colonel Sanders. Uh, I don't, I, I, in some way he is allied himself with negativity. I think we can agree fair. on that. Yeah. Yes. You know, the only, I just maybe he didn't have that intent, but I've still, you're, you're right. There's, mm, yeah, I'm, it is good chicken though. Is it though? Man, ori- <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Original. Some people like, but the original, like if you want, yeah, I mean it's awful for you. It's really, really just. I mean, most food is terrible. awful for you, though. Let's be honest. Well, I, you know what? I I will agree with that. I had some Italian tonight when I get. Other me. than your first morning's urine, which is actually incredibly healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Japan. I'm like not I the said, one bringing uh, up urine uh, all the time. That's all I'm. I, I feel like Kevin is somehow trying to pin the urine talk on me and. I, it's coming up now. I would say on this episode, and I didn't choose the stories for this episode. It is coming mm-hmm. up incredibly naturally. Yeah, he's picking a lot of urine stories. Yeah, they're they? all based around urine. Oh, urine in KFC. They sell Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's bad, but we're talking. It came up about whether it was, is it bad for you? Is it good for you? And then right. what came up naturally? I'm just <laughs> that I'm, does beg some conversation I don't think most about urine. Who think of fried chicken immediately jump to urine. If they think about whether or not it's nutritional or not, is it nutritional or not? We're talking about things yeah. that are nutritional, and there's a lot of fast food that's not nutritional. So in Japan, people like traditionally will have Kentucky fried or just fried chicken uh, on New Year's Eve. Awesome. But this year, that tradition is at risk. Mm. It seems that Japan has a fried chicken shortage. What? Do they have a chicken shortage or a fried chicken shortage? According to the article, it is a fried chicken shortage. That's that's an interesting way to phrase that. Yeah. The combination of plant closures in Thailand and a spike of coronavirus in Japan has meant that convenience stores like 7-Eleven are already running low on fried chicken. They got 7-Elevens in Oh, man, Japan? they're they're all over. 7-Elevens are like the yeah. greatest thing in the world in Japan. Really? Does panko count as fried chicken? You no, know what? I, no, I don't know the fried chicken rules. Technically not, I don't think, but I, I like it better for the listener. Mm-hmm. Baked chicken <laughs> with panko. And and Mark and, and Kevin, you guys don't eat meat, and which is great. And I think we've established that, that Mike doesn't eat red meat or pork. Tidwell, do you have any dietary restrictions? Are you a... No, I uh, pretty much eat anything. Right. So yep. you're an, a true omnivore. Yep. I mean, I don't, right. uh, for health reasons, I don't eat a whole lot of red meat. I keep it in moderation, yep. but I do uh, enjoy a steak or a burger every now and then. So I have, I have tried to cut down on meat as well, yeah. but uh, for those um, same health reasons, a, yeah. a baked chicken with some sort of breadcrumb on it is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I love uh, salmon. Uh, I mean, salmon's great. Fish. Yeah. Man, there's something though like fucking fried chicken a good fried chicken yeah. there's just nothing there's just no there, you can't it's replicate it and it's just it's just really and i'm not even talking about the chicken necessarily it's more that the fried part of it is just the skin skin 
In fact, 7-Eleven has suspended fried chicken sales in parts of Japan since October, and it said it cannot predict when it will be able to resume its supplies. Mm. However, KFC announced that it anticipates it will, it will be able to fill its regular Christmas Eve orders, but if supply chain restrictions continue, Christmas in Japan may be short 11 herbs and spices this year. Oh, man. Man, that's a cool tradition, though. Fried it is chicken. cool. Good for Japan. I think that's kind of a fun thing. Better than Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm bringing that here. I'm doing fried chicken for Christmas. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do fried chicken here for New. Is it? Do you do it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? It's Christmas. No, it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so in, in the U.S., you may have to show up early because a lot of a lot of places will close. You know. Well, you can cook fried chicken yourself. I'm not. I don't want KFC. No, you got to go to KFC or 7-Eleven. No, you don't. The tradition isn't KFC. It's just fried chicken. Yeah. This one, this is a very culinary episode. Yeah. Did you pick four stories that all have food themes? Is that what we're doing food this Food or drink themes? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, only one of these had a, had a food theme. Well, others had drink themes. Yeah. So, uh, Tidwell, thick, thick where drinks. can people find you? Oh, at Mike A. Tidwell at Hidden Hand. Uh, on, Instagram, on Instagram, but uh, yeah, okay. or Hidden Hand Tattoo on Instagram. And if they wanted one of your, they wanted to get a Jet Jaguar tattoo, how would they How would they go about making that happen? Uh, find me on Instagram or Hidden Hand on Instagram. Call the shop, set up an appointment. Well, if, if memory serves me correctly, uh, while you are an extremely accomplished tattoo artist, you also, you, you are a painter as well, right? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, I can, but I haven't done it in a while because it's... But you're a very, you, you're, you're a, are you, you're a slow painter or you're just a very detailed painter? I think uh, both. You, because uh, I paint detailed, it goes really slow. So. Right. Is there a place people can go to maybe get a print or see some of this? Because I've seen some of your actual, like, on canvas art pieces and they're really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Where would one go if they wanted to see that stuff and maybe buy a print or look at that? Oh, uh... Well, let me see this, not to be lazy, but my wife's making a Mike Tidwell.com that's going to have art on it. I think she's trying to put that together. I bet we can put those links wherever we post the podcast. Because I remember specifically the one, I think it was the, it was like a, it was a crucifixion with chocolate. Chocolate Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. Have you ever heard of one, a thing called piss Christ? (laughs) It's kind of like chocolate Christ, but it's different. And then, just as a reminder, just as a reminder, we we talked about this last episode, but uh, all our graphic design has been done by Mike Tidwell, and it is excellent. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I got to make something, another one. I got to think of something. I just so, and uh, I don't know. I kind of like to stay with the whole radio idea, but I'm willing to do something else if you have any ideas. So no, I like it because it, it yeah. heavily yeah, implies good. that we are in fact on the AM dial. <laughs> up the coast, up and down the dial. So this episode Maybe airs on December twenty second. What do you have coming up, Brian? What do I have coming up? Yeah, on December twenty second. Let's see. For our um, listeners to... yeah, I've got some, uh, probably some yeah. family stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Work should be picking up around then. It's probably some commentating. What are you promoting? Are you on Snapchat. Oh, what am I? What am I promoting? I'm yeah. I'm promoting people reflecting on what they have going on in their lives. I'm, I'm promoting 
a feel-good society. I'm promoting people taking time out from the day. An agrarian society where people <laughs> fuck in the mud? I, 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 I'm promoting a world that is better than the one we live in today. That's yeah. what I'm promoting. Where there's Kevin. no technology and there's no books and people fuck in the mud and scream right. at the moon. <laughs> okay, Mike Weeby, what about you? What do you got on around December 22nd? On December 28th, the week after... Um, the Draculas, or the 27th, the Draculas are playing, uh, if you live in uh, Corpus Christi, or the 28th in San Antonio, or the 29th in Austin, Texas. The Draculas are opening up for the Toadies on those dates. And, um, you know, every single Tuesday, except for that Tuesday that I just mentioned, uh, I got a comedy show called Excelsior. Alakazam. It's called Excelsior, not Alakazam. And <laughs> Better name. Well, you know... No, it's not. <laughs> All right. I mean, maybe you might be right, but I just we're stuck with the one that we have now. Excelsior is so, pretty good, I guess. Well, I mean, we tried. And, um, yeah, that's every Tuesday at the Buzz Mill on East 7th Street. Right. Nice. Have you ever explained well, what that is exactly, Mike? That What Excelsior means? Yeah. No, like what it is people... Like I went and I didn't realize that it was a thing that you and your buddy host and you have like, yeah, war comics come in and do short sets of comedy. Yeah. It's three or four of the best comedians in, in town. And even from out of town, we had an Irish comedian come in last week, yeah. David, uh, David a Nihil, who was, uh, who was really, really fantastic. Uh, comedian, David Nihill from Ireland mm. just to keep that Irish connection going. Um, but he lives in in the states now. But mm. yeah, they, and they perform, and Doug and I perform, and we're, we have a little audio visual segment, and we'll play some fun videos like uh, Jeremy Renner's rock music or the Star Wars holiday special and stuff like that. And uh, it's a good a good time is had by all. Right, you're you're probably humble to a fault, so I know you wouldn't say this, but I thought it was very funny. I enjoyed my time there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. So that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. We hope you've been so good this year that Santa empties his sack all over each and every one of you. Check out our merch store where you can find Tidwell's artwork at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Imagine an ad campaign where it just says "Drink more urine" and it's people with yellow on the top of their. <laughs> of their <laughs> Your urine is so thick it makes urine mustaches. Gross. Ugh. This is the best episode yet. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.